0: Hi everyone, it's me, Sandy Cruz of Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. For years now, I've been bringing to you conversations about wellness from experts from all over the world. Whether it be suggestions in how you can age better, biohacking, alternative wellness, these are conversations to help you live your best life. I want to live a long, healthy, and vibrant life. Never mind all those stigmas that as we reach midlife and beyond, we're just going to shrivel up and die with some horrible disease. Always remember, balanced living works. I really look forward to this season. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sandy K Nutrition, Health and Lifestyle Queen. Today with me, I have my friend, Lainey Gray of Gray Star Health. We're going to talk all about how to stay well over the holidays and over travel. The timing is actually perfect because I just got home on a red eye yesterday from Vegas. So Vegas is actually three hours behind me. I'm in Toronto time. And we also took a flight there that I think it landed around 3 a.m. in my body clock. And then coming home, it was the red eye, which I think I landed. When did we land? I think it was around 630 in the morning in Toronto time. So we've got a lot of really great tips on how to stay healthy during travel I'm still waiting to see if I'm going to be okay. I brought a lot of these little hacks with me to Vegas, but let me tell you, on that plane ride home, tons of people hacking and coughing, and then there was the whole sleep factor that was part of it, three-hour time change. I know some people say, well, that's not a big deal, but three hours is enough to really kind of shake things up in your body. So the one thing I'm going to say, you guys, is, and Lainey and I didn't talk about this, is when you go somewhere and you're traveling, please do yourself a favor and take a nap whenever you have the chance to do so. I'm a big fan of naps when you travel if there is a time change. So don't pack your schedule to the point where there is no time for a break. Do it. Trust me, it will save you. So, so far... I'm okay. It doesn't mean I don't have a little tickle in my throat, though, but I'm doing everything I can now that I'm home to try and, you know, not have this proliferate into anything major. This is going to be my second last episode of the year. I'm releasing two episodes this week. So today is travel and wellness. And Friday, we're going to talk about dad bod over 40. I will be back on Monday, January the 8th with new episodes. So I'm going to ask you to go back and check out some of the episodes I've had in the last year. If you're, you know, listening to a podcast while you're cooking that Christmas dinner or whatever it is, but definitely I've got some amazing content and I would love for you to go back, listen, share over the next two weeks and absolutely please Give me a little Christmas gift and go and not only subscribe, but provide me with a review of my podcast with a few kind words. You can do this in Apple. There are other platforms, but I'm not sure if you're able to leave words because this is where people can really understand how my podcast has actually helped you. And I would so appreciate if you do that. Go and follow me on all of my social media outlets. I've got Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of on Pinterest. Threads, um, what else? TikTok. Definitely go follow me on TikTok. And it's Sandy K Nutrition anywhere and everywhere. And now let's cut on through to this episode with Lainey Gray. I wish you and your family and your friends a beautiful holiday season, a very Merry Christmas, and all the good things to come in 2024. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sandy K Nutrition, Health and Lifestyle Queen. Today with me, I have a special guest, and she is my biohacking bestie. Her name is Lainey Gray. And Lainey Gray began her career in health and fitness more than two decades ago. She holds a master's degree in holistic nutrition and is a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. In addition, she is an ACE certified personal trainer. Uh, check. I don't know what check is, but you're gonna have to explain that. Check holistic lifestyle coach and precision nutrition level one coach. And today, Lainey and I have a special episode. I love my conversations with Lainey because we're gonna talk to you all about how to stay healthy throughout the holiday season and all of the travel that you might be doing. And we're here to provide you with information, not guidance. So this is educate. Okay, wait, wait a minute. Let me say that differently. (laughs) It is guidance, but it's to educate you on your immune health. But you're going to have to decide along with your qualified practitioner on if this is right for you. So we're not giving you medical advice We are just telling you that these are some things that you can explore to support your immune system. And one thing I want to note is that some of the things we might talk about might interfere or interact with medications that you're on. And I always say this to clients, everybody should really explore this and not necessarily with your general physician, because your GP likely knows nothing about what we're talking about in terms of supplementation and lifestyle and that sort of thing. So make sure you're talking to somebody who's qualified and go to drugs.com. Have you ever used that, Lainey? Yes, it's an interaction. They have an interaction checker. So if you are on medications, really empower yourself with that knowledge that you can go, okay, I can't take that because I'm on this medication. Anyway, that was a long, (laughs) a long intro, but I want to say welcome, Lainey. Thank you so much for coming today.
1: Thank you, Sandy. You know, I'm excited to be here. I love every conversation we have, and this is going to be a fun one.
0: Yes, it is. Maybe explain, because I kind of messed that up. What is a Czech holistic lifestyle (laughs) coach?
1: Did I (laughs) Paul Check. If you've heard of Paul Check, you should actually Google him. He's one of the fathers of holistic medicine, those kind of things. Do you know the comedian J.P. Sears? Yes. Yes. He was my trainer. That's who I got certified with. Oh, amazing. Okay. <laughs> in, Canada, in Canada, by the way, in Calgary, back in 2010.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. see? The, see, I didn't even know oh. that. Thank you for explaining that.
1: Yeah. You have a great book. It's called How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. So he's been talking about environment, toxins, when you eat, how you eat, organic, non organic, parasites, digestion for decades.
0: Is this by JP Sears then?
1: This is by Paul Chuck. Paul Chuck. Yeah, was a practitioner for him for a very long time. And yeah.
0: Okay, thank you for explaining that. So you have a really, I'm going to say, you've got longevity in this industry. You've been around for a while and you've done a lot. So your advice is going to be invaluable.
1: Well, thank you. Yes. I've been around for quite a while. I like to think of myself as the average person having gone through those average person journeys, right? Cause we tend to lean into ex- experts that are really experts in their field. And I've kind of walked that path of, I've been to the, I've been the trainer in the gym. I've done the nutrition coaching and the health coaching. And now the functional lab testing piece and doing all of these pieces and I relate really well to the everyday person I think.
0: I think so too. And that's why I wanted you to do this podcast episode with me because your expertise is more than welcome. And I'm 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 really excited to talk about this. So maybe really really short. What's What does our immune why is everybody talking about boosting the immune system or balancing the immune system or autoimmune diseases? Or let's let's describe what the immune system is, what it does, do we want to boost it? Okay, all you brilliant biohackers and health conscious people out there. I'm gonna talk to you about a product that you've probably heard about but maybe don't know enough about. Colloidal silver. And this is colloidal silver from Silver Biotics. While Silver Biotics has many different products made with colloidal silver, today I'm going to talk to you about their immune support. Let me tell you why Silver Biotics is different. Some companies will state that they are colloidal silver, while they are ionic solutions with small amounts of colloidal silver. Silver Biotics uses electron microscopy in the process of producing their silver to check the structure and composition of the silver. Because of this process, this actually shows that they are a true 100% colloidal silver. Silver Silverbiotics immune support provides daily support for your immune system to perform optimally no matter where life takes you. It is a powerful yet gentle supplement that can be added to any diet and lifestyle plan. I personally think this is great just because I'm not a big fan of boosting the immune system. We want to support it. And this is a perfect way to do that. Now, how does Silver Biotics Immune Support do this? It works by using multiple modes of action to keep your cells healthy. It's made with tiny silver particles that have a positive ionic charge, meaning they naturally attract and attach to pathogens. Silver Biotics Miracle Particle not only promotes a strong immune system, but it also promotes a healthy gut and does not harm probiotic bacteria. I have 30% off for you to go and try this yourself right now. Go to silverbiotics.com and use my code SandyK30 for 30% off.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so it's part of our physiology. All of us have an immune system and we've had this since we were born. Our immune system protects us from pathogens and things that aren't supposed to be in our body. So when we're exposed to colds, flu, viruses—you know, mold, um, dust—all of these different things that we come in contact with on a daily basis—we have this immune system built in that handles all of those things so that we don't get "quote unquote" un- infected or sick, right? And most people think about the immune system when they're sick. Oh, I have don't have very good immunity. I've gotten sick or. It's cold and flu season. I need to boost my immune system so I don't catch this virus or any of those things. But it's kind of similar when we talk about detoxification. This process is going on 24-7, 365 days. This isn't just a seasonal thing that we need to be doing. This is something we need to be aware of every day.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and the other thing, too, I guess people ask, well, why?
1: Why is everybody
0: sick over the winter? I guess because we're inside more.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, I think that has to do more with the seasons, right? If we live in a warmer place, we may not see as much cold and flus, but in the winter time, right, we are out, we aren't outside as much. So we're inside with that non-filtered air for most of us, right? We're having heat recirculating through the air that can have dust in it or your animal pet things, all of those, we get a little more lazy in the winter because it's cold. So we may not be exercising as much. We may not be out in the sunshine as much. We might not even eat as many vegetables as we need to, right? So oftentimes our lifestyle shifts in the winter and we get more susceptible to catching these colds and flus.
0: Yeah, see, so I guess we can start with that. Let's mm-hmm. let's start with not boosting the immune system but really supporting it all year round and wow. how do we do that
1: oh my goodness well first of all there's no secret pill it's all the things you always talk about sandy that's we really need to double down on all of those behaviors eating well getting a wide variety of fruits and vegetables all those colors that really boost us to make us more resilient Getting our sleep, right? That supports our immunity. Getting water, staying hydrated, walking, moving. And the one thing that I like to focus on a lot is that digestive system. So I work with clients all the time and we talk about digestive health, gut health. And if you remember, right, anytime we need to get food into our body and then broken down and the nutrients to ourselves, it has to go through our digestive system. Most people understand that. What they don't realize is that digestive system is also what keeps the bad stuff out. Mm-hmm. So most of our immune system is actually located within our gut. And so doing things to support our gut health and digestive system all year round help build up that resilience.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because I was just talking and and everyone who's listening, we are going to get into the real meat of this. And we're going to give you some supplements that are our favorites. Not to boost, but to support. And I want to stress that because Lainey and I were talking about that beforehand because it's you hear, and, and I'm always like, use your critical thinking when you see something online. always. Because it's not necessarily about boosting. It's about supporting. Mm. And and I, I don't mean to nitpick on the language, but it matters.
1: Yeah. And I mean, one of the conversations I have often, and you do as well, is around stress Mm. and sleep, right? And that happens throughout the year. And so the example I will give is, let's say you have a big project, or if you're in school, it's a big exam or a paper, or you're working on a podcast interview, whatever it is, you've got this big project. And because you have to get it done, you might skip some sleep, you might skip a few meals, you might skip a few workouts, because you're trying to get all this stress done and then when the stressful situation comes to an end you're like okay great i made it and then most people end up getting sick at that yes point. yes right. because during that state of stress they haven't recovered adequately during that stressful state and so then when they have a break the body's like oh like finally i can let down but the re, the immune system has been weakened cuz you've been pushing the envelope a little bit yeah. so it's really about how can we build that resilience on an ongoing basis Because we're always going to have germs. We're always going to have people. There's always going to be dust, mold, those things. And we need to be resilient, not just boosting it once in a while.
0: Yeah, I love that you described it like that. So I I have to tell a little story because I think it's so applicable. So this was in December 2019. We went with a group of us, went to Nashville for my 50th birthday, And I'm going to be 54 in a month. I'm one month today, January 6th. So there you go. Anyway, in December, we all went to Nashville, 2019. And there was a woman. This was the first, this is before COVID, people. There was a woman coughing on a plane like I have never heard before. And so we were kind of joking around. This is before we knew anything. But I'm yeah. sure the virus was around back then because when I heard that cough, I was like, damn, that's scary. Yeah. Anyway, a friend of ours was sitting directly in front of her. She was wearing a mask. Everybody, my whole group of friends, ended up getting sick either on that trip or immediately when we got back, except for me and my husband.
1: Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Right. Yeah. And yes. so.
0: What, you know, when I had heard, and some people ended up getting really sick, like personally, and I can't say there was no testing, there was nothing, but some people got pretty sick. And mm-hmm. so it's more about, first of all, we don't necessarily know what's coming at us. Right. Right. And then secondly, just because you're sick, it doesn't mean that you're a sickly person. We all need to understand that getting sick sometimes is actually really good for us.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Do you want to expand on that? Because people think that just because they got sick, they're weak, but that's not necessarily true.
1: No, our immune system has to be trained. That's, I mean, that's what it has to do. It has to be exposed to things and learn that this isn't what the body wants to have inside. And so when we get sick and we get over it, we actually have this natural immunity where the body goes, oh, the next time that comes, I'm ready." So sometimes we want to be exposed to those things. That's why even when we talk about the gut microbiome and immunity from a young age, That's why the research shows it's a good idea to be outside with animals, to have multiple siblings, really to be eating dirt, to get stuff all over your face, to breathe lots of things. Because then the immune system gets exposed to all of these different, you know, substances and toxins and environmental things and builds up this resilience so that you can handle things. And the complete opposite, you know, those people that are sensitive to everything? Yes, They haven't built up that immunity. So now any little thing can trigger them. That's a different situation. But we do want to be exposed to things so that we can build up some immunity to it.
0: Yeah, I remember having a conversation. I think it might have been Dr. Elizabeth Yerth. I think it might have been her. She said, listen, it's not a bad thing to get sick once in a while. It's if you're always getting sick, then that might be something to look at right? So I just, I wanted to give that little example because, well, I ended up getting COVID anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I, I, think, I think everybody did, but I'm just saying it's really interesting because there's so much we don't know
1: mm-hmm.
0: about the immune system. We're learning and we're getting pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, and the other thing I will say, I like to be proactive. So, yeah. I noticed I had a colonoscopy a few weeks ago, and then after the colonoscopy, and then I was sleeping great, remember I was saying, and then after, my sleep has been kind of off, and my gut has been off, so yeah. what I've been doing, and just to your point about gut health, I've personally been taking bovine colostrum um, every day, because I find it kind of resets things within my gut.
1: Yeah. Completely, right? And think about that. That colonoscopy, we're flushing things out of the colon in order to go in and look at things. And that's good, right? We A good we wanna, clean out. <laughs> we want to clean you out so that they can go in and investigate. It's a, it's a healthy thing. You need to do it. But you're flushing out those bacteria so they have to be replenished.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Right? So, that's such a great them. way of explaining it.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And the same thing, if you've had diarrhea or bouts of, you know, illness, right? Think about what that is. You eat something, you get food poisoning or whatever, and the body flushes everything out because it's like, get rid of this stuff. Okay, great, we got rid of it, but oftentimes we lose the good guys as well. Yes. Same thing when we take antibiotics. There are reasons to take antibiotics, right? They kill the bad guys, but they kill the good guys too. And then you're left feeling something feels a little off. And you and I talked about this. We may be a little more in tune with how that feels, but it's really we have to put those good guys back in. That's yeah. our immune system. They really help us.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a great way of explaining it. So, we have bacteria that supports our immune health, that sits in our small intestine, our large intestine, right? Like it's like these. Our
1: skin, it's our everywhere. Everywhere. Yep.
0: So when you're cleaning out the colon from a from a colonoscopy, thank God it was all good and. I don't have to go back for five years. (laughs) Um, But yes, I noticed an imbalance after that. So uh, that's Mm -hmm. such a beautiful point to make for people that any kind of situation where you are unwell, it could kind of rock the boat in terms of your gut health, which in turn can affect your immune health.
1: Yeah, so Sandy, tell us what colostrum is so we can talk about why that's so
0: beneficial. So colostrum is, okay, let's say the mother's milk, the pre-milk from a cow. But the one that I... So anybody who's had a baby knows that it's very important for your newborn to get that colostrum. So I breastfed both of my children. This happens to come from bovine, so cow. However, there are so many amazing properties with colostrum that we are just learning now. Actually, there's quite a few studies on it that it supports immune health. It supports the gut barrier integrity. It supports the healthy um, bacterial uh, balance in the gut. So I actually posted about this a long time ago, and I just reposted a post because I'm like, damn, that was a good post. I got to bring that back. You know how it is, Lainey, like, we post on social media, and then it's like, buried down at the bottom. But this is
1: completely
0: anyway, I personally love so we're going to start talking about Mm. supplements. I love bovine colostrum. And the one that I take is liposomal, which, Mm. again, I've tried, I've tried non liposomal. So mean, it's it meaning it's not encapsulated in lipids or fats, it didn't have the same effect as liposomal.
1: Right. So, well, first of all, thank you for explaining that because that's to that point, the mother's colostrum is how an infant gets their first immunity support. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Get all of that. So that's when, when Sandy talks about this, that's what she's trying to do is re-inoculate herself with some really good bacteria and immune support. And how we absorb that is going to be a little bit different. But to your point, that's wonderful, right? Because colostrum would come in a fatty milk form. Right? Exactly. From milk from. So, so that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So
0: we want to make sure that we're absorbing it. So for me personally, and I'm going to say everybody's different yeah. and and I, I always make sure it's a very clean source, not a cow that's been stuffed with tons of hormones and antibiotics and then you're going to go and take the colostrum. No, people know what you're taking. So um, that's a very, very important point if you are taking a supplement such as this. But I actually see a benefit relatively quickly. Because I act on it quickly. I don't let things fester for a long time. Yeah. So I think that's another important
1: point. Yeah, so I just thought of another one now. So another another clue about how your immunity is and how your gut health is, is your tongue. Mmm. The appearance of your tongue. You want to have a pink tongue, right? So when you ever have you thought about like when you have a head cold and you feel You just feel like there's stuff all over your coating on your tongue. That's that imbalance, that dysbiosis of the bacteria. So to your point, when I had my surgery a couple years ago, I came out of having all of that anesthesia and all the antibiotics. And I came home, my whole tongue was just coated white. Like I was off, right? My bowel movements were off. Everything was off. And so obviously bowel movements are a way to kind of modulate and see what's happening. But I doubled up all of my immune support supplements, my probiotics, my leaky gut stuff. And within five days, my tongue was pink again. Mm. So when we're going through these, look at your tongue. What is your tongue telling you? Is there a film on it? Is there a gray coating, a white coating? That usually indicates, yeah, you're not as resilient as you need to be right now.
0: Oh, that's an amazing point. And I remember um, because I, I took two of my courses were symptomatology and we talk about the nails we talk about the tongue so the skin there's just so many different clues that something might be off and so i like to what's the word prophylactic i like to yeah. i yeah. like to use a lot of supplements yeah. prophylactically so another thing i want to point because a lot of people have had their tonsils out Tonsils are really important for immune health. And, oh, man, Lainey, if I could go back and, like, wave a magic wand and change some of the things that I did, damn. You know, I look back, my son, when he was little, he was only five, he had very large tonsils and adenoids, okay? No infections, no throat problems, nothing. And it was suggested to me by a specialist that we remove everything. And she did actually say, well, you know, he'll probably grow into them. But, you know, he's not sleeping. He was snoring like an old man. I will okay. note. Yeah. I will note. So I was worried about his sleep. He had that surgery. And now anytime. He gets in contact with a bug. It immediately goes to his chest. Mm. So isn't that fascinating, right? Because if you think about it logically, your tonsils are there. So one of the entry points of viruses is the mouth, the nose, which is all connected to the throat and the tonsils. Then there's the ears. Then there's the skin. Like these are all entry points. And for him... It immediately goes to his chest. So you know what what I've told him to do? And now he's like much older, but he knows this now. Mm -hmm. The second he feels a tickle in his throat, I get him to gargle with salt, good salt, and um, warm water and gargle a few times a day to ensure that that virus doesn't go down further into his chest. Yes. But you're going to laugh at this. Oh my God, Lainey, you're going to laugh so hard at this one. (laughs) (laughs) him and i still laugh about this i haven't even heard it in his first year of university he's i'm packing all this stuff for him and i pack a bag of salt (laughs) and and it was redmond sea salt and he looks at me he's like mom why are you packing a bag of salt for me like i feel like such a loose i'm like honey, that salt's going to come in handy. Trust You're me.
1: You're going to need it. You're going to be happy you have it. Yes.
0: Oh, God, I hope oh. that this hasn't damaged my children. <laughs> anyway, but I just, I know that was long-winded, Lainey, but I just had to know, like, people don't get it with immune health that yeah. we have a system in place to protect us
1: totally do all the yes exactly i mean and and also like think about the nasal we always think about oh allergies and things like that if you have a constant post nasal drip or there's constant congestion you've got something in there your body can't clear what is it right that's what it's for that's why you blow your nose is that all that mucosal lining catches the dust and the toxins and then you blow it out right yes or if you don't if it comes in then your gut bacteria has to handle it and get rid of it but yeah, we have this really cool immune system. Think about it. I mean, the one example is, you know, the dog can drink from a dirty mud puddle and they don't get sick because they have an immune system, yeah. right? What is in the mud puddle? All kinds of things. And we have this immune system too. That's why we can go and pick an apple off a tree and it doesn't kill us. But I mean, I'm sure there's bacteria on that apple, right? We have this amazing immune system built in.
0: Yes, and we can't be afraid of bacteria and we can't be afraid of viruses because our bodies are so intelligent that it's always trying to maintain that homeostasis.
1: Totally. Totally. Right. And and there's always a balance of some of the beneficial and a few pathogenic, right? And that yeah. helps keep things in check because that's the un- other thing is that people we got to kill all the germs. We got to kill all of them, right? The reality is we all have a little bit of staff in our body. We all have a little bit of E. coli in our body. We all have a little bit of these different things. The problem is when they get out of balance, when we're not feeding the good guys or getting the rest we need. And then that kind of shifts things and we become more susceptible.
0: Yeah. Okay, this might be a tough question, but what's one... Of your, because I'm sure you have many, just like I do. If somebody asked me, "What's your one favorite supplement to support immune system," I'd be like, "I can't give you one." So, you know, give me a few of your favorites and let's break it down. Sunshine, Mm, of course, number
1: one, sunshine. So, um, you and I were talking about this. You know, immunity is not a cold and flu season thing. It's a year round thing. It's building up the resiliency, building up your strength. So in the summertime, I'm outside as much as I can. And quite frankly, if I take a nap just in the sun for 15 minutes, the energy I have, the more, I mean, I just feel better getting that sunshine because we're getting the vitamin D boost. We're getting the fresh air. We're getting all of those things that make our system work better. Yeah. That so is, I that's,
0: I, I'm going to agree with you on that. And something else I want to add to that. People are afraid of the sun these days. And I posted about this. I'm like, listen, I get it. Like skin cancer is up. I actually posted about how it is. And I'm like, but, you know, if you're slathering on all this sunscreen, shouldn't it be getting better, not worse? Right. 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 So I'm always like, listen, I, I'm i a aging better girl. Like I don't yeah. want to have sunspots on my face. So I always put sunscreen on my face, but I let my body absorb all that mm-hmm. sunshine whenever I can.
1: Yeah, definitely. And then to that point, getting in the red light or the sauna and things when it's wintertime. Oh, yeah. Think about that. We talk about it's cold in flu season because it's cold outside, right? So if we just think from our using our brain a little bit, we need to be warmer, Right. When you actually have a fever, what happens when the immune system triggers? triggered? It raises your temperature. So getting in the sauna, you actually can, you know, build up your heat shock protein so that your immune system is stronger. So going outside when you have sun, getting in a sauna or red light, you'll be amazed at just how much better you feel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because if you think about it, everything kind of turns on with our circadian rhythm being imbalanced, I'm in balance, not imbalanced, in balance. Let me just make sure that that's clear. So I I actually interviewed a doctor last year. You know what she said? She said, listen, if your circadian rhythm, like obviously getting up at the same time is really important. We kind of all know that. But, you know, if I get up at... I don't know, 5.30, 6. I go to bed early too. I'm usually asleep by 10, 10.30. Yeah. If I'm getting up at around 5.36, it's dark here, just like with you. So one of the things she said was blast your face with light, whether it's like what you were saying, the red light therapy, or I use a happy light, mm-hmm. um, which it it's not just about turning on a few lights in the morning. It's about blasting your face with light. And what that does is it sets things in motion for your body to say, yep, yeah, it's time for you to wake up. And then it, again, it's time for you to go to bed by 10.
1: Yes. Yeah, because that that waking you up, which would normally be the sunlight, right? If you were yeah. able to come into that, but that stimulates that cortisol awakening response, which boosts your immune system. It says, okay, let's get up. What do we need to handle right away? Let's handle things and get going for the day. And it's the same reason exercise in the morning is such a good thing.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Right. And someone might say, well, I don't have a sauna or access to a sauna. Then exercise. Yeah. Sweat. Yeah. Right. Getting up in the morning, moving your body. That's how you're going to get rid of everything that your body was working on all night. So when you sleep, the body goes through this detox process where it's like cleaning up and fighting off things that you may have picked up during the day. And then one of the first things you need to do in the morning is have a bowel movement rehydrate, move your body so that you can excrete the bad stuff. Yeah. You don't want that sitting around. You don't want to be the sludge full of stuff that's not moving.
0: You don't want to be full of shit all day. Sorry, no. I had to say it. <laughs>
1: <Cool>. <laughs>
0: anyway, but it's true. It's yeah. called a, your body loves routine. Your hormones love routine. Your immune system loves routine. And this is probably why you see a lot of university students who get sick all the time, because they lack routine.
1: Yeah. And they're staying up late because they're trying to get done with their studies. And then the weekend comes and then they want to go have fun. And then they sleep in late. And, you know, all of these things get a little bit thrown off in that setting. Yeah. And the sad thing is that happens to us just as adults with life. Right. We're raising kids and then we finally have time to take a break at 10 and then we stay up too late watching TV or, you know, all of the things. or then we get up early to take care of the kids and then we're running to work. And so we end up getting off of our routine and the whole system kind of goes goes haywire.
0: Absolutely. I mean, we all do it. I always say we're our own worst enemies, even when we know. But that's where self-awareness comes in, where you go, okay, I got to stop this now and rejig things because it's not working Mm -hmm. okay so we've talked about lifestyle we've talked about bovine colostrum let's get into vitamin d Mm. it's my favorite
1: vitamin d right obviously getting it from sunshine is going to be the best way to do that but for most of us that live in a northern you know Latitude, that's going to be me in Montana, you in Canada. Yep. We're not getting the kind of sunlight we need to trigger that vitamin D synthesis. Mm-hmm. And if we're stressed and handling that, we're running through our vitamin, C, vitamin D stores. I can't say that for me, Sandy.
0: Stores, stores, yes.
1: And so, yes, I love vitamin D. It's something I take year round. I take more in the winter than I do in the summer. And I do have my lab work done every year to make sure I'm not overdoing it or underdoing it.
0: So this is really interesting. Maybe I shouldn't even get into this here. It had to do with vitamin D testing.
1: And Mm. basically
0: um, how it, vitamin D blood tests Actually test the inactive form. So the yes. the active your body has to convert it to the active form. So essentially, you you know, I always say get your D levels checked. Yeah. But your D levels, if you're low in the inactive form, imagine what the active form that is actually doing something in your body is. Yeah. Right? So um, I'm going to always say, because we don't have any other option, then check, check your vitamin D in your blood and yeah. see where you're at. Make sure you're optimal mm-hmm. because the range is so vast. And usually if you go to your doctor and you get it checked, by the way, if you're in Canada, you're unless you have a pre-existing health condition, you have to ask and you have to pay for it. So I know most of my listeners are American, but in Canada, you know,
1: it's usually extra in the States too. It's what? It's, it's extra in the States. Like too, how like much most. do
0: you guys pay in Mont? You're in Montana, right?
1: Yeah. I'm going to say it depends on the insurance plan, you know, cause they'll cover some screenings annually, but usually vitamin D is an add on. So it could be anywhere from 25 to $75 just for that marker.
0: Okay. Yeah. So here in Canada, or I should say in Ontario, cause I don't know where it is in other province, what it's at cost-wise, but in Ontario, it's around $35 to $40, and it's worth it. And the other thing I will say, because vitamin D is fat-soluble, it takes a little bit of time to build it up, but it also takes time to deplete it, right? So um, that's one thing to note. And you want to take it with fat, because it's a fat soluble vitamin. So and you want to take it earlier in the day. So it kind of mimics yeah. what your body would do earlier in the day. Not at yeah. nighttime. Don't take it at night.
1: Yeah. And then and then to that point too of being a fat soluble vitamin, those vitamin D levels can hint at your hormone, hormone levels too, because they're all fat soluble, right? Yes. They all run that cholesterol family. So if we have low vitamin D and low hormones, everything is connected. Yeah. Everything is connected. So we do want to optimize the levels that we're testing.
0: Yeah. So vitamin D, I will say in terms of your immune health actually has a role to play in every single aspect of your immunity. And I'm going to say this because I actually recorded a show. Oh, a while ago, it was over a year ago on autoimmune diseases and People do not realize how critically important it is. Listen, it's not the only thing that's going to prevent autoimmune disease, but it's almost like low vitamin D might even be that trigger. So, you know, you've got the genetics, you, you have the lifestyle, you have uh, lack of movement, you have stress, you have poor gut health, and then you have low vitamin D. Well, if you've got those genetics for autoimmune diseases, boop, the trigger's pulled
1: yeah and it's really interesting i mean i grew up in montana but i lived for a decade in southern california and hawaii in sunshine areas and i definitely felt like that was oh health is great when you have a lot of sunshine when i moved back to montana i started seeing just you know in my own world because i worked in gyms and fitness centers so many more people with autoimmune disease and cancer i worked in a huge gym facility in san diego huge in multiple locations Rarely did I hear that wasn't a conversation. And then I started looking into the research and there is correlation with higher latitudes and less sunlight Mm -hmm. in autoimmunity and cancer instances. So sunlight, vitamin D critical to immune health.
0: Yes. And then I always say, if you're taking a little bit higher doses, actually, if you're taking any dose now, there's enough evidence to say, take a little K2, like 100, 120 micrograms of K2 with vitamin D. It's just going to help that D get into the right places wherever your body is pulling it and needs it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if we're talking to women too, we need vitamin D for our bone health. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So to make the calcium absorbed for our strong bones, we need that vitamin D. It's critical. Yeah. And
0: thyroid health. I mean, listen, <laughs> listen, we could go on, but the fact is, is this this show is about immunity. If you haven't already gotten the hint, get your vitamin D levels checked. Yeah. And if you have problems getting it checked, wherever you are, I think in North America, you can get yourself a kit from Omega Quant. They have great little home kits where you just prick your finger and send it off and get your vitamin D checked. There's no excuse to not have it checked. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. And and I actually love this because it, what often happens when we travel, let's let's go to travel. Cuz this okay. is this is more about this is about immune health over the holidays and travel. So I'm going to talk specifically about travel. I have a lot of issues sleeping in a strange environment. So one, and, and, you know, I'm going away, I'm going to Vegas tomorrow, this is going to air after I get back. Um, But my husband snores. And I have seen, you're a biohacker. I've seen a million different earplugs on the market, and I'm not going to slam some of these more expensive ones, but I have tried them. And trust me, coming from a girl who's got a husband who snores, they don't work. So, one of my favorite hacks for sleeping, and this is whether you have a snoring husband or a spouse or not, is Max Silicone earplugs cheap on amazon laney they're the best earplugs i've ever used that's my favorite hack and i'm gonna this is my gift to you guys who are listening because you can go on amazon and it's spelled m-a-c-k apostrophe s -S, max silicone earplugs and they're almost like a putty and you just kind of roll it and you form it to your ear oh my god like amazing
1: Okay. I need those. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they're cheap. So it saves
0: me whenever I travel. What about you? What's what's one of your favorites when you travel, Lainey?
1: When I travel, I always just because I tend to fall off routine. Or I go and have fun eating with whatever I'm doing. So I always take a greens powder to make sure I'm getting my fruits and vegetables, right? I just drink it in the morning. That's an easy one. I make sure I have my vitamin D and my probiotics. And then I usually take some extra magnesium in powder form to kind of make sure that I'm regular yes. electrolyte right? Because when we travel, we tend to get dehydrated. We don't stay, we don't drink as much water and then we're going to be more congested, right? We're not moving our bowels. We just kind of feel heavy. So making sure that everything's moving and putting a little extra nutrition in are some of the things I like.
0: Yeah. I love that. I actually pack. So I know you're a big fan of element, uh, electrolytes and, and they're spelled L M N T and They're expensive, though, so I reserve them for when I do travel, and they come in these little packets, and they just make sure that you're getting um, enough electrolytes throughout the day. Yeah. You like those, too?
1: I do. Yes. I try to start the day with them. and just kind of make things sure things are moving in the day. Cause you never know what you're doing when you're traveling. Are you visiting family and friends? Are you going to be in the car? Are you going to events? And so kind of like, like you said, front load everything in the morning, kind of get things going. Um, I like taking some different essential oils with me. Like I really like the on guard blends from doTERRA. Right. So I'll roll those on my feet at night and even take those internally just for a little extra Boost, boost, support, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Right. Um, any kind of throat sprays, anything that's kind of preventative. I just use it like you do ahead of time.
0: Yes. I always pack B-propolis throat spray. It's my favorite. And actually, I give that one to my son who doesn't have the uh, tonsils as well. Yeah. um, And he loves it because – you know, the second you feel, and I don't, oh my gosh, I'm going to tell you a story, another story. It's story time. Um, we traveled during COVID and we were so worried that we were going to maybe get COVID and then not be able to come home. Oh, right. And I, oh my God, Lee, I actually brought with me Povidine iodine nose spray. Have you ever used that?
1: No, I have
0: not. Oh my god. <laughs> if I could actually still see my husband's face. He's like, "Are you kidding me?" Because it felt like you burned and singed every single hair in your nostril. <laughs> but you see, this is what I mean by extreme because yes. remember, right. we have bacteria that we yeah. don't we don't want to kill all the bacteria, but Because I was concerned and I'm like, I cannot, if I get sick when I get home, fine. So be it. Right. And so some people have that. And there are some things that I pull out of my little arsenal that I'll only use in extreme situations. Like povidine, iodine is one of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But then the other thing too, and I know you agree with this is that, you know, when you're traveling, make sure you're supporting your digestive health, take your enzymes and hydrochloric acid. We forget That's one of the first lines of defense in our stomach, right? We ingest the food and that hydrochloric acid kind of takes care of things. So making sure that we have our enzymes and things like that when we eat, our probiotics, something a little bit to support our gut, our sleep, anything we can do to manage our stress while we're traveling, but then enjoy it. Have fun, right? Don't be stressed out about this experience. Just, Just plan, just plan a little bit.
0: Yeah, and and you know, bring a few things in yeah. your little, you know, travel arsenal, such as maybe povidine iodine is gonna be Whoa, your choice right? and you're gonna want to singe all your nose hairs, but hey, you know, if it, it never works. <laughs> whatever works. No, but seriously, I had to do that because I'm like, I have to get home to my kids, and you know, there was just no, there was no way I was gonna because at that time. You know, you had to do the test before, the test after. And I'm like, what if we get sick while we're there and then you're stuck in a hotel? Or it was like, you know, just just the thought of it scared me. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I do want to talk about oregano because I do pack oregano. But Mm -hmm. I have found that using oregano even over, you know, let's say five days can throw my gut bacteria off. Have you noticed that?
1: If I if I were to use a lot of it for an extended time, yes. Yeah. Right. And this is what's great. It's really about eating that variety of foods and, and all those herbs and things. Oregano is really powerful, antifungal, antibacterial, and you can take that in capsule form. It's a great thing to take when you're traveling, just to give you a little extra support, right, to kind of knock out some things you might be catching,
0: Yeah. You know, and and again, you can actually take that prophylactically as Mm -hmm. well. And to your point, if you just, you know, maybe do it like once a day, you do it, you know, I I take a buffered form with Mm -hmm. that's liquid right under my tongue it can be a little potent, but it is buffered, so it's a little bit better. And then I swig down some water with it, and then wow. I know it's kind of doing its job. But if I'm not do- taking it too often or too much, it's not going to knock everything out. Because it, right. it's, I don't listen, Lainey. I've heard a few things that it's almost like this, like intelligent scavenger that it's only yeah. going to take out all the 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 bad stuff. But I don't know, Lainey. I don't know, because you know, some studies...
1: You're dosing and those kind of things, but if you if you think about food as medicine and adding oregano and spices to your food, that's going to have that nice balance. You're going to get some nutrients, you're going to get some antibacterial things in there. So boosting that a little bit, or even if you... It is a hot oil, so if you're using it as an oil, it does need to be buffered, right? Right. So even you don't put it directly on the skin. It's a hot oil. You'd want that infraction. Coconut oil, you can put it on the bottoms of your feet. It gets in, kind of does that. But everybody is going to be different and everybody's going to respond a little differently. So there is a limit. You don't just want to take as much as you possibly can of something. No, no. That's not necessarily a good thing.
0: (laughs) No. Um, And of course, I have to mention um, colloidal silver. I have to mention that because number one, they're my podcast sponsor for over a year and I really love their products. Some people, it might not be for them to take it internally. Um, I know that you have to look at the source. You have to look at who is the manufacturer. What are their manufacturing processes and colloidal silver by silver biotics. I, and and this episode actually is sponsored by them, and I have to mention them because I use it regularly. And I've been using the topical armor gel on my kids instead of instead of uh, polysporin ever since they were little. There's a lot of antimicrobial properties in colloidal silver, but you want to make sure that you're taking it from a reputable company, right?
1: Yeah, so. and in in that one, that one's been around forever
0: yes before antibiotics laney i heard
1: it's it's this is a traditional you know approach to healing and and health support so look into that for sure that's i have a few yeah i like colloidal silver too it's not one of i i haven't used it as often but i definitely like it yeah okay let's get into zinc
0: because it's so interesting i find it interesting that, you know, you know, allopathic medicine catches on to the importance of a nutrient and then they put it into everything, everything, <laughs> right? You'll find zinc lozenges all over the place. And what people don't realize is, yes, zinc is amazing. It's an amazing mineral, but you, if you take too much of it, you can actually deplete copper, right?
1: Right. Yeah. And, and the other part of that is zinc is a mineral. You need stomach acid to absorb it. Like there's a balance to everything, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, you may you may take that, but look at the labs. What's happening? There are some formulas that have a little bit of everything, but it needs to be a more balanced formula to your point. So you're not just taking one, one straight mineral all the time because they all work in conjunction together.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I even always say that be complex, methylated, is amazing for handling your stress, which in turn can help your immune system, right? And everybody's always like, oh, I got to take my B12. I'm like, well, what about the other Bs? Like, do you realize that actually in nutrition school, I learned that, yes, it's okay if you need a little extra B12 to take that, but you should be taking the family of B complex with it.
1: Yeah. And once again, we're coming back to food. You and I love to talk about nutrition, but this is where, if you've heard of eating beef liver, mm. it's a superfood because it has all of those B vitamins, all of those minerals, all of these things in one food source. Yeah, You may have seen that around and there are options for, you know, adding that into your your diet, your nutrition. And once again, if you have a reputable source, taking it as actually as a supplement, it's nature's multivitamin. I was just gonna say that. You just took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) Right, because that's how in nature, everything comes together. You don't just take B12. You don't just take something. That's not how it is in nature. Everything works together.
0: Yeah, I love that you said that because um, I actually gave some pure liver capsules to one of my kids because I'm like, you know what, but just take this a couple days a week. Yeah. You don't have to take it every day, but you're going to get the vitamin A, you're going to get the B vitamins, you're going to get the E, you're going to get everything
1: that you need. And yeah. it's not in a Flintstones vitamin, people. Totally. And it's in a, in a more usable um, combination of nutrients. When we get multivitamins, oftentimes there are higher doses than we need. They don't always work together synergistically. So having that in that food source is a really great way to support yourself. Okay. Vitamin C. I love it.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, well, we all know it's it's an amazing antioxidant, but you know, you can't really take, I don't even know, maybe you know, I have a liposomal liquid vitamin C that I'm taking, you know, a few days a week more prophylactically and just, just to manage my health. But I don't know, like, what do you think about the forms of vitamin C? So there's definitely
1: different forms. I I tend to lean toward what can people afford and what can they, do you know what I mean? I want you to come from a quality source. So typically I'm going to go from a quality supplement brand is going to where I'm going to start. And then depending on the goal, if we really need to work on absorption, let's look at some liposomal, let's look at some different options, but vitamin C, we, we, if it's water soluble, right, we don't make vitamin C. So we do need to bring it into our our diet, you know, on a regular basis and our adrenal glands really use up our vitamin C stores. So it's something that I take all the time, Me too. right? Because to that stress point, what usually happens is we're stressed out. We finish the stress and then we get sick and we're like, Oh, we should take some vitamin C and some zinc. Well, yeah. maybe that should have been, we should have been building up those stores beforehand. So we had something, but yeah. What forms do you like Sandy? Um, well, I,
0: I take a good brand, like you said, ascorbic acid, a thousand milligrams with uh, the citrus bioflavonoids, right? So it's it's, better.
1: So you definitely want those bioflavonoids. Yeah.
0: And I usually will take a thousand milligrams Mm -hmm. and most people can handle, but you know, while I'm home, I take the liposomal a thousand milligrams, but when I travel, I'll take in capsule form. I'll take that. Um, I have to, let's go back to probiotics. You know, you mentioned probiotics and one of my favorites that I always travel with is a Saccharomyces boulardii.
1: That's Uh, a good one.
0: Well, I think it's a good one because it's what's used often when you have diarrhea. Yes. And a lot of people, I think, you know, when you travel, you're eating different food. You can either go one way or the other. So the magnesium, so I usually, you mentioned magnesium. I'll, I'll, I'll bring a citrate or citrate, however you want to pronounce it. Um, I'll bring a glycinate pure. So these are, this is the, the one that I actually like just to make sure that I don't have any issues with my stomach like that i'm going too often is like a chelated pure glycinate to make sure and then Mm -hmm. i have another one that's a blend from canprev that i like that's kind of a nice little blend
1: yeah of all of 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 it yeah Mm yeah yes but sacrum
0: yeah saccharomyces
1: and it's a probiotic yeast Right, so when you look at it, it's going to have a different name on the back. It's not bifido or lacto or any of those things that you might think of, but it does. And, and when oftentimes we think yeast, bad candida, but in this case, it's a good one. It's actually beneficial and it helps balance out the intestinal tract. So it's really good. And it's what people will prescribe if you're having loose stools or diarrhea, especially from traveling or food poisoning. Those kind of things that can be really helpful. And then just taking a good probiotic. So you know this, I'm a fan of Megaspore. So that is a probiotic that I take with me often.
0: And it's shelf stable, right?
1: It's shelf stable, so you don't have to have it refrigerated. But they do have a formula that has some bacillus and the sarcomyces combined.
0: Okay. Um, I think we talked enough about supplements, lifestyle, diet. Now the last thing. Uh, you know, it's so funny because I got to talk about this (laughs) and, you know, it's such a touchy subject, but a more recent study came out. It's pretty recent from JAMA, uh, about masks. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And here's the interesting thing, what the general consensus, and maybe I'll put this in the show notes so that people can read and then decide on what's definitely, definitely. The general consensus, I'm going to read a quote. How about this? That's what I'm going to do, Lainey. Okay, this is a quote from the study. While the idea that masks work, while mask mandates do not, might seem like a paradox, there's actually a very simple explanation for the phenomenon. So this study said masks work, but mask Mandates do not. Isn't that interesting? Because it does seem like a paradox. You're like, what? That doesn't make sense. But the simple explanation is when you mandate masks for everyone to wear them, everyone's wearing them differently. Kids have them hanging from their faces. So do adults. You're wearing a dirty mask that, you know, has been sitting in your bag forever. Like, you're like, so, but they did show that it can prevent certain particles from entering. So this is where I'm like, listen, if you're really afraid of getting sick and you're on a plane and you hear somebody coughing, well, Put on your mask then. I don't shame anyone for it. I don't support mask mandates, but I do believe that there are situations where you're going to want to wear one. I won't. I won't ever personally, but some people might. And
1: I'm a, I am I think that that's all good. Yeah. And this is why I love what you do, Sandy, is you always educate and, and invite people to make the decision that's best for them. And when we talk about masks, think about doctors wear masks. Yeah. Right. There, there is research behind masks and spreading things. I, I'm not a big wet mask wearer either, because from the health standpoint, what what are you breathing in? What are you recirculating? All of those things. But also, if someone is going under cancer treatment and they really need to be careful about what's in the air around them, right? Masks can be important. There are definitely reasons that that can be supportive. But on the flip side, you also need a, res- a resilient immune system.
0: Exactly. But there's so, reasons for it. Yes. yes,
1: definitely. And and like you say, yes, depending on the mask quality, the mask type, how you're wearing the mask. Let's be honest, viruses can get through cloth, viruses can get through paper. You know what I mean? So you're not going to be, oh gosh, there's no risk at all if I wear a mask, but definitely you're probably reducing your exposure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And right? you know me, Lainey, I don't, I don't like to judge People, No, no. But at the same time, I don't believe in controlling everybody. Because you can, it's like me. I Okay, I try and control my family. I do. (laughs) I try, Lainey. But often, you know, because they're adults, it doesn't work. No. It doesn't. It
1: doesn't.
0: No, no. And it doesn't matter that I'm the expert wellness person in the family either. (laughs) But... You know, anyway, I've been saying all along that mask mandates don't work, and I was kind of joking about it because I'm like, listen, this this dude has it hanging off his face. He's hacking and coughing. I'm like, come on. And, and I was putting one, Lainey, in my purse, and oh, yeah. it was thrown in the bottom of my purse. Like, come oh, on. But I like, to your point, if there is a specific reason why you cannot yeah. get sick, then- the studies show that it can help you depending on the quality how you're wearing it all of those factors matter
1: yeah and the other the other thing that i think is important if you're sick stay home
0: yeah yeah
1: right because that's that's the other reason that discussion comes up is that we are so ingrained in this culture that we don't stop for anything we keep going we don't stay home if we have a sniffle we don't stay home if we have a cough and then the thing is it's that resiliency factor if we have a little bit of sick your butt you're you're supposed to lay down get some sleep take a day off and recover but if you're constantly going to work and constantly traveling and doing all the things that recovery time is going to take a lot longer and you are spreading your germs around
0: yeah i think
1: right
0: you know that's a positive thing not lockdowns, not lockdowns,
1: lockdowns, but taking care of yourself, but
0: taking care of yourself because.
1: Yeah. 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 My story, Sandy, I worked in a large organization, a hospital organization at one time. It was very trying. Oh yeah. But I don't usually get really sick. And I came down with the flu. I I mean, at, at that time, I don't think I'd had the flu in a decade. Right. But it was like the kind where I felt like crap. Like I felt like I had been hit by a bus, all the things I stayed home. I laid on the couch. I did all the things about day three, because we had a policy at the hospital that if you stayed home longer than three days, you had to have a doctor's note to come back.
0: Oh, you could yeah.
1: come back. So I could have gone to work on day three and been approved to go to work, but I was not hundred percent. So I stayed home the third day, fourth day. I felt so much better. Yeah. I was almost penalized for taking an extra day to feel better. It was really yeah. interesting. And at that same setting, there were bonuses given for people that never mixed, missed work. Oh,
0: interesting.
1: So you had people coming to work sick because they got a bonus at the end of the year for not missing work. Times have changed, right? Yeah. And it's and- and-
0: that out. It's it's all about balance, because the fact of the matter is, is now we have more options. So let's say mm-hmm. if you are concerned, but you're not feeling so horrible, you can stay home, you can work from home, if you don't want to spread whatever you've got. But I am going to say this to your point earlier about resiliency. I do feel that our society has almost forgotten that it's normal to get sick it's normal. So I can recall Lainey. (laughs) This is kind of a funny story. I can recall my son, he was a baby. And I was like holding him over the toilet as he was throwing up. And then I put him down and then I would throw up. And it's like, you know, every year, It's just something that we had to deal with. We would get some sort of a flu, some sort of a cold, some sort of a stomach bug, and it was normal. So it's Mm -hmm. almost like we've forgotten that it's okay. Okay, listen, I'm not talking about serious illness here, people. And and when COVID began, it was scary for everyone. Mm -hmm. The way that it began, the way that it was knocking all of the elderly people out, like, but yeah. people die of the flu every year, and it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And elderly people are unfortunately a target of regular annual flus. Yeah, they're you know they are I think some of the biggest victims and people who have compromised immune systems.
1: So, in, Andy, come on. I was just thinking, was you're bringing this up though? Yeah. What is that if you've ever talked about you know getting your flu shots and it's a different strain and all of these things, are these bacteria and viruses are very intelligent? Yes. And so when you when we learn a way to shut them down, they adapt. Yeah. So it's really hard to stay ahead of that game in terms of attacking them. But to your point, we may have to be exposed a little bit so we can build up that natural immunity because they are just as smart as we are, probably smarter. So we come out with a plan. They learn a workaround. Yep. We decide that we're going to do this. They learn a workaround. So do not be so afraid of that because it's a balance game. And so I think that's important. What you're saying is really important to not be so afraid of everything because we are built to adapt to the different stressors and things we come in contact with.
0: Yeah. Our body always. So you can't run away from a flu. You can't hide from a flu, you can't say, okay, well, if I close my door and don't come out, the flu's just gonna go away. Poof, magic. No, it's gotta run its course. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I'm not minimizing at all. I wanna make this point I'm not minimizing the effect of COVID at all because some people have lost family yes. friends i i don't want to seem insensitive at all but you know we had severe lockdowns here in our area and this that's not what this podcast is about but very severe we had mandates we had businesses closed we had everything and guess what everyone got covid anyway we had the vaccines we had look we had everything but everyone okay. got it anyway so to your point Sometimes it's just got to run its course. And if we support ourselves and our immune system prophylactically in advance, eating whole real foods, moving our body, doing all the things that we talked about in this podcast, then we should not be afraid.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's really true. The, the answer to a strong immune system is health. Building mm-hmm. up your health.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and I want to say one more thing about fear because you brought that up because fear can immobilize you and prevent you from having a healthy immune system. It can prevent you from really kind of just enjoying life. So, you know, we can't be afraid of getting sick. I mean, it sucks. It totally sucks.
1: It does.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But It's it's not fun. It's not fun, but when you add in the whole fearful point, it's even worse because it'll immobilize your immune system. It'll affect your cortisol. It'll affect everything else.
1: All of that. All
0: right, my dear. Well, that was an amazing episode, and I am going to put this out before Christmas, so I would love for you to say, you know, tell everybody where they can find you because you do see clients Mm one-on-one, so Mm -hmm. please do tell
1: us. Yeah. So, um, my name is Lainey Gray, but my website is graystarhealth.com. So you can find me there. I have a blog, I have information, freebies, all the things and a link you can set up a free call to work with me. And then I'm most active on Instagram at Lainey.gray. So I share things there too. So yes, I would love to get in touch with you, share things and I'm So grateful to
0: be on your episode today, Sandy. Yeah, me too. I'm grateful for you. And I will have all this information in the show notes. Thank you so much, Lainey. Thank
1: you.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to share it with someone you know might benefit. And always remember, when you rate, review, subscribe, you help to support my content And help me to keep going and bringing these conversations to you each and every week. Join me next week for a new topic, new guest, new exciting conversations to help you live your
1: best life.